Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Glad to have you with us. And happy Monday, a big week ahead for the Republican Party and what will be a new congressional leader of the 118th Congress. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan has been nominated to be the GOP Speaker, and debate is expected to begin tomorrow. As of right now, it looks as if Jordan is short of the 217 votes required to become Speaker. But I hope the rhinos of the Republican Party can unite behind a great candidate like Jim Jordan. We'll soon see. A big win over the weekend for the governorship of Louisiana. Former Attorney General and great American Jeff Landry elected governor. Landry winning with 52% of the vote, flipping the governor's seat red and avoiding a runoff. And I want to congratulate Governor Landry. We wish him all the best in making Louisiana great again. Godspeed. And the Israel-Hamas war expected to heat up further when the weather allows the Israelis to provide air cover for their invasion force. The Israeli Defense Force warning civilians living in Gaza to evacuate the territory. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu means to level Hamas. The spokesman for the IDF says despite Israel's warning, Hamas is holding basically hostages, blocking civilians from evacuating Gaza. The Hamas terrorists are sick, sadistic, and will never be forgiven for their despicable barbaric attacks on innocent Israeli civilians. The United States has posted a second aircraft carrier force in the eastern Mediterranean to address the threat of Iran. The USS Eisenhower joining the already present USS Ford, The move comes to prevent Iran, Hezbollah, or Syria 
or anyone else from opening a second front against Israel from Lebanon or other nearby nations looking to intervene in the Israel-Hamas war. Joining us now is Tom Fitton, the head of Judicial Watch. And Tom, it is always great to have you with us on The Great America Show. Israel is at war against Hamas, the terrorist group. Your thoughts, first of all, about what is happening right now. Well, it's an awful situation. This is a terrorist attack like no other, certainly for Israel. It'd be as if 40,000 plus Americans were killed in one day here in the United States. And, uh, but, you know, as you know, Lou, as being an observer and a reporter for decades, there's this crazed antipathy to Israel and to the Jews and to Western civilization, which they represent there in the Middle East, uh, by this transnational extremist leftist movement. And it has powerful allies and, and supporters here in the United States. And now we're seeing them justify and excuse these atrocities, which include, you know, killing babies, beheading them. I mean, now we're arguing over whether they're burning them to death or beheading them. That's that's what the left wants us to focus on. And now uh, Biden sent Blinken, the secretary of state, to Israel, uh, where today he's lecturing them on avoiding civilian casualties after what happened on Saturday. Who wants to purposely engage in civilian casualty making? Who wants to purposely kill innocents? No one in Israel wants to do that in the Israeli government. So this is just more equivocation and uh, immediately seeking to justify not only the prior attacks, in my view, uh, but to protect Hamas from the consequences of their uh, evil ways. I, I can't even imagine what it must be like for uh, Israelis living with the Gaza Strip uh, day in and day out, knowing uh, somewhere in their hearts and minds that there there will be a, a night where uh, Hamas terrorists cross the line uh, and come to murder uh, Israelis. Uh, and it happened. And now they're at war. And now CNN, of all the networks, global, describing Israel as having committed war crimes, uh, as their their citizens are being slaughtered, their children, uh, their babies beheaded, as you noted. Uh, it's outrageous. And it, I have to say, my blood is boiling at the ignorant uh, fools who are sitting at uh, desk at the New York Times, the Washington Post, at CNN, and other organizations as well, as you well know, describing these, these animals uh, as militants. They're terrorists. It couldn't be more plain. It couldn't be plainer. It couldn't be simpler. Uh, they're terrorists, and yet they want to argue about that as well, because apparently they don't want to offend the baby killers uh, and these these vile monsters who call themselves Hamas. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Lou, as you talk, we have these extremists out in the street that are, you know, Palestinian, pro-Palestinian and you know, they justify outright the terrorism, right? They support it and they celebrate it. What's worse, that or their sophisticated allies in newsrooms and in State Department offices and international organizations across the world 
who kind of burnished that by talking about, well, Israel should, you know, seek peace or Israel uh, should avoid civilian casualties, as you point out, suggesting Israel taking basic measures of self-defense in extraordinary circumstances are, quote, guilty of war crimes. I think there are two peas in a pod, and that's how you lose a civilization by not only these revolutionaries on the street justifying mass murder of innocents, but those in positions of power who kowtow to them, enable them, and kind of, uh, you know, pat them on the back indirectly uh, through uh, comments that they think can pass muster, but really fall from the same tree. And not so long ago, Jake Sullivan, I mean, you mentioned Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, uh, rationalizing uh, the, the uh, their, cons- their call for constraint as if that uh, were the appropriate uh, response when you and I and everyone uh, associated with this broadcast knows that retaliation is the only rational uh, and I believe moral response to the to this tragedy, to this uh, uh, cowardly attack uh, by Hamas and, and Tony Blinken, who said initially on Twitter, he uh, on X as it's now known, uh, uh, posting. A, a statement about please be restrained in your response to the the murder of your citizens, the the calloused uh, uh, acts that you've uh, witnessed, uh, the the barbaric uh, actually witnessed. Please constraint. He had the judgment then to to delete those posts, and now he's in the Middle East carrying the same message. It is ignorance. It is beyond. Uh, it, it's unlimited mediocrity in terms of diplomacy. Uh, it's unlimited stupidity, uh, and it's unlimited uh, lack of uh, concern and empathy uh, for a people who have just been wronged mightily by a terrorist group, which this administration refuses to recognize as such. Well, that's, the, you know, there's that moral equivalency that takes place. And of course, you know, it does, as I keep on saying, they advance the revolutionary agenda with that type of approach as well. The terrorists uh, go in and engage in these vicious uh, atrocities that really have don't have much modern, co- uh, there's not much way of modern comparison, at least in the Western world. And um, and what's the response? Well, we have to be careful. You know, we can't go too hard against these people, which, of course, advances their agenda. Right. They get violent in ways never seen before in humanity by, you know, by by the modern man. And what's the response? Well, well let's listen to what else they have to say now. Right. And that advances the ball just as much as the violence does. And. um and I tell you, uh, the uh, Biden administration uh, has yet to confront its funding of Iran and its appeasement of Iran as helping incentivize this attack. They should be held accountable for that. And of course, what do we expect from Blinken? What do we expect from Biden? You know, Blinken helped uh, politicize and uh, uh, Russia and its involvement in U.S. politics by lying to protect Hunter Biden um, over the corruption there in his laptop evidenced uh, 
which obviously implicated Joe Biden. And so you've got Joe Biden and Blinken compromised by corruption. And of course, people like Iran and Hamas look at the United States and they take our measure, right? And, and that measure is informed by their corruption and weakness. And so, you know, in Israel, um, you, you know, if I were Blinken and I think honest friends of Israel should be saying, well, why weren't you strong enough? And now we hope you finish the job here by making sure that Hamas is no longer a functioning entity on your border so Americans aren't killed in large numbers in your territory anymore. You know, that's the sort of that's the sort of advice we should be giving Israel. You know, you need to make sure that, you know, you, you protect yourselves um, adequately before demanding American blood and treasure uh, because you've had plenty of it. And I don't know why you didn't protect yourself adequately. Why did you let Hamas run Gaza for years thinking they wouldn't do something like this? And why did we permit the United Nations and the assorted uh, parties uh, to insist on a Gaza Strip, uh, to insist on uh, putting uh, Israel uh, in in an unthinkable, uh, vulnerable position, uh, asking them to basically coexist with their sworn enemy uh, who hate them uh, uh, pathologically? Uh, and, and there's been no deviation from that reality, yet that's what the, the as you call them, the, the globalist left precisely wanted. Uh, it's time for the United States to say the hell with what they want. Uh, let's deal with what is, and what is is an awful and terrible uh, barbaric uh, group that you said had no, uh, you know, there's no comparison to uh, to the Western civilization, but the greatest parallel to uh, what is Hamas today uh, is ISIS, and only uh, a number of people have said they're far worse uh, than ISIS, as unimaginable as that is. We are talking with Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch. We're coming right back, and we're going to have a couple of latest developments uh, from the uh, the Israeli-Hamas war. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Back talking with Judicial Watch's Tom Fitton. Tom, 
There is, uh, I'm pleased to report that uh, Israel did not hesitate to absolutely disable, to to take out uh, Syria's uh, two international airports uh, in Damascus and Aleppo. Uh, it is the kind of strike that I would have expected them to make, and I would expect that uh, we'll see more uh, strategic targets taken out uh, from in any country that decides that it will be the active enemy uh, of uh, of Israel uh, and its citizens. The savagery of ISIS, as we're talking about, is there any limit in your mind as to what Israel should do here? Uh, any any limit to the statement by Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, that every member of Hamas is dead? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what exactly that means because Hamas is is going to have a lot of supporters in the civilian population that obviously uh, are not going to be a threat other than ideologically. Uh, you know, the question is, is, is it, does Hamas have a power structure and monies and activists uh, that would be a threat? And certainly, uh, you know, you can have never-enders who believe in Hamas or that extremist religious um hatred for Israel in principle, uh, but, you know, they shouldn't have guns, you know, or or be in a position to um, engage in terrorist attacks. And that means decimating and destroying the organization. Hamas has to be annihilated, in my opinion, just yeah. to be straightforward about it. Uh, and, and there is there's sort of a, an atmospheric. I, right mean, I, I say that, Lou, because what they say is, well, you can never kill an idea. All right, well, I, true, you, you can't can kill, kill an idea. You can, you can kill a terrorist group. Yeah, uh, and and uh, and and you can't kill them too dead. Uh, I, I mean, the propositivity of all of this uh, is is straightforward. Who is supporting uh, Hamas? Who is supporting Hezbollah? Who is uh, behind all of this? And it's Iran. Why do we play a game about their not being responsible and being responsible where, I mean, how, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Iran, uh, its uh, refineries, its uh, oil, uh, they frankly should no longer be a member of OPEC because they wouldn't have oil. Uh, they wouldn't have refineries. They wouldn't have infrastructure. And uh, devil take uh, the hindmost. Uh, they would never again fund uh, terrorism against innocents uh, ever again. Uh, that, to me, is the limit. Uh, I, that's where I would go. What do you think? I think, you know, with Iran, we should commit ourselves uh, and we should have done this long ago to regime change. And we don't talk like that anymore. I mean, it's really how we settled the conflict with Russia in many ways. It was, you know, regime change. And, you know, that wasn't organic to Russia. That had a lot of help uh, from the United States and you know, Pope John Paul II and Poland and such. You know, and, and there are op there. Every regime has an opposition. Right. And uh, the last thing the State Department wants is uh, with these terrible regimes is regime change because they like stability. They like appeasement. And um, I, I think, you know, as long as that regime's in place in Iran, pink prick strikes or whatever, uh, you know, that's not necessarily going to get us the results we want. And so it doesn't mean you go to war against Iran. No. But it means you commit to regime change. And there are ways of doing that. And that's what we used to be able to do. The left hated it. 
So we stopped doing it. Yeah, I, I, I think there is another thing we can do that's even more effective and perhaps uh, quicker results. Uh, and that is, I'm not talking about going to war. I'm talking yeah. about destroying their entire petroleum industry, period. I'm talking about destroying uh, the enemy that supports uh, <laughs> such, uh, you know, the Hezbollah and Hamas. Uh, and the, and the killers uh, of babies uh, and, and wives and children in Israel. This is an outrage. I want the United Nations to talk about that outrage. I don't want to hear this political nonsense emanating for the rights council, the human rights council. This is a sickening charade. And it's about time. And no one, neither party is talking about the charade. The we, Well, I guess it's because we have a pretend president uh, and a pretend United Nations and a pretend Human Rights uh, Council. When we've got real monsters in Hamas and Hezbollah, uh, wannabe monsters in Syria, uh, all are all arrayed against the state of Israel. Yeah. Well, the, Democrats, the world should be coming to their aid, not sitting here acting like uh, you know, with their uh, preposterous uh, sophistry uh, with the you know, language that has no content or meaning. Going back to the Obama administration, there's always been this anti-Israel element in the State Department and our foreign policy establishment. But with Obama, you got the radicals. Right. And that's why they came up with this. Uh, nuke deal with Iran to legitimize Iran's regime and weaken Israel. And Biden's followed up on that. And on top of that, you uh, the, the radical leftists have emerged more forthrightly during the Biden administration with the Hamas caucus in in Congress and uh, all of these academic um, and college students coming out in support of terrorism. And that's Biden's base, too. So they've got this, you know, they're they're in bed with the Iranians uh, for foreign policy establishment and radical reasons. And plus, they've got this radical base behind them. So this administration may or say may say or do the right thing from time to time as this issue emerges. But we know where they are and they're not going to be any other position different than where they are now with respect to appeasing Iran because of the reasons I've, I've outlined. You know, so. Uh, it's going to be um, let's just hope uh, nothing worse happens over the next year or so. Um, and if and if there's a new administration of, of Democrats or Biden, we ju we're just going to keep on keeping on with this awful situation we have in the Middle East. That's why I don't hope that nothing worse happens. I want something worse to happen. And I want it to happen to Hamas and Hezbollah. Oh, yeah, and Iran. Yes, for sure. I want a lot worse to happen. Yeah, I hope, uh, I, I, give, I, give, I hope Israel doesn't do something proportionate that leaves Hamas in place. I, I, that would be a disaster. Yeah. Proportionate is not what this should be. And I think Bibi Netanyahu has made that very clear. You uh, also get peace by victory, right? Uh, that's you the know, only that's, way that's the left likes you to pretend that you have peace without victory. That's not peace. I once asked Henry Kissinger, I once <laughs> asked Henry Kissinger if he ever considered victory in Vietnam as a as a end uh, strategy uh, and goal. And you know what his answer was? No. The answer was no. 
That was yep. never the goal. And that's how we get to, uh, you know, the 21st century and the long war doctrine on the part of these uh, uh, halfwits who want to be perceived as some kind of military genius. And they create a doctrine that turns out to be nothing more than a rationalization of failure for the United States military. And still it persists. Uh, I, I, and, and by the way, I've got to tell you a guy I want to give all the credit in the world to. His name is Corey Mills. He's a congressman from Florida. He is rescuing Americans in Israel, in Gaza, wherever they are. And he's rescued 35 Americans. This is an American congressman, not talking, not posturing, not playing silly, mindless, two-faced games in a, in a back room with a closed door. Uh, and I want to say, I think he is the example for every American and for every damn congressman who right now is worried about uh, what K Street uh, and the Chamber of Commerce and the Business Roundtable uh, have to say. We're talking with Tom Fitton. He's the president of the very important watchdog group. I think the most important in Washington, Judicial Watch. When we come back, I want to find out what he thinks is the greatest danger right now at our southern border that's wide open, 2,000 miles of it. And guess what? Terrorists are flowing across that border. And what is happening to all of those illegal aliens? By the way, the estimates are between 8 and 12 million illegals in this country since Joe Biden took the presidency. We'll be right back with Tom Fenton. Please stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Tom Fenton, the head of Judicial Watch. I, I want to turn to our border. Uh, 2,000 miles wide open. It's under the control of the cartels, not the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and it's uh, there's a welcome wagon every quarter of a mile down there uh, to greet illegal immigrants that have been brought here by various NGOs, nonprofits, uh, to the tune of about 8 to 12 million. That's the best estimate in the course of less than three years of the Biden administration. Uh, your thoughts about, as we watch what is happening to, to, to Israel uh, and the conflict that has resulted. What do you think about our border and where we stand? What do you, I mean, Israel shows that you need border security. Either you have a way of figuring out who's coming across your border or you don't. And uh, Biden has let millions come across. They check a box as they walk across the border and they're free and clear. Even worse, they get cash to go in and they're moved in with taxpayer money throughout the border. 
You know, when when Biden asks for more border money, right, to help secure the border, he's asking for more, more money to process more illegal aliens. He's not asking for more money to turn them away or otherwise deport them. And and that's what's happening now on the border. We've got border towns in across the land in 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 Texas and in Arizona, California, you name it, um, who who for all intents and purposes are 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 controlled by the cartels and the human traffickers uh, because of the sheer numbers of aliens uh, that have crossed into the border areas there. And now, you know, uh, the only way the Biden administration pays attention is when their Democratic allies up north in Chicago and New York start yelling about it. Uh, But when you have, what is it going to be, six million probably by now or by the end of the year at this rate, at this rate? Right. Six million foreign nationals allowed to enter into the United States illegally by administration. I tell you, the fact that Republicans haven't even pushed impeachment on this yet is such an indictment of their approach to Biden administration, corruption and abuse and really treachery when it comes to uh, defending and upholding our constitutional system and protecting our nation. Most Republicans, I've decided now, uh, are, are basically milk toast, uh, passive aggressive blowhards. Uh, they haven't got a spine uh, as a conference. Uh, they can't come together around a man who is uh, who is to be Speaker of the House. Uh, they can't find it in themselves to put the republic first and the politics behind them. Uh, it, it is an this is a moment of ignorance in American history, and the Republicans are not going to fare particularly better uh, in history uh, than the Marxist Dems, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, there are opportunities they could have taken, um, certainly under the McCarthy Congress, to uh, end a lot of the Biden administration's abuses and corruption that we've been talking about on this program, whether it be the abuse, abusive uh, prosecutions of Trump, the uh, border crisis, the censorship of Americans, you name it. And they had a leverage point with the debt. McCarthy did refuse to do that. He worked with the Democrats in the House to get uh, a debt limit approved in a way that helped Biden and prevented him from having to uh, engage in any reforms or any re- re- uh, restrictions on his abuses. Same thing happened a week or so ago. I've got to ask you, have you ever seen a more uh, blundering negotiator than, than Kevin McCarthy? He goes into a, quote, debt ceiling negotiation <laughs> and comes out not with a number and a ceiling. He comes out with, a, you know, a shattered debt ceiling. I, I mean, think about it. There is no debt ceiling as far as he's concerned as he walked out of that negotiation. Either that or Joe Biden should have been the author of Art of the Deal. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, But I want to go back to the border. Uh, You you and Judicial Watch have come out with an interesting report, a fascinating report. The Biden border crisis. I'm going to use the subtitle as well. New data and testimony show how the Biden administration opened the southwest border and abandoned interior immigration enforcement. Uh, Your your findings are astounding. Uh, There is no deportation of anyone uh, for any reason, apparently, in the country, according to your report. Is that right? 
Yeah, and there and a lot of this has come out from uh, to their credit that the the, um, the House Judiciary Committee finally was able to extract some information that had been hidden from uh, the American people. But it looks like anyone who's deported, it's almost accidental. Or maybe it's the worst of the worst of the worst. And, you know, somehow the machine worked in a way that (laughs) results in them being deported. And frankly, in these days, you never know if people are even being deported for the right reason, given the fact that no one is deported, right? Right. Uh, But, uh, I mean, the headline that we have is, uh, most recently, they failed to deport 99.7% of the 2.1 million illegal immigrants that freed into the United States over the last two years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, as they say, there are no accidents. This is Biden policy. And and you were talking about accidental deportations. I truly believe that uh, an American citizen has almost as good a chance of getting deported uh, as uh, one of these illegal immigrants. Uh, And I've got to ask you before, you know, as we're concluding here uh, about the speaker race, uh, and it comes down to they it, it, with the enthusiasm about Steve Scalise suddenly that the Republican conference kicked out Kevin McCarthy as speaker. And now they want his handpicked successor, another rhino, to be the next speaker. And and apparently that is what the future looks like. Your reaction. So I'm not taking, uh, you know, many have said that I should be speaker. I don't want to be speaker. Well, I'd go for it. I do want them to follow Judicial Watch's lead, okay? And whether they're rhinos or whether they're hardcore conservatives or folks who kind of fought with us like Jim Jordan, I want them to commit to doing something now, not next year, but now. Defund the Biden regime now. Jim Jordan, he wants to pass a continuing resolution that would fully fund Biden through April. Okay. So, you know, I don't want speakers to come in, even those who I would like personally, and then put us back at square one. Right. And I, my view is the speaker should follow Judicial Watch's lead and, and draw a line in the sand at something. We're not going to fund the border invasion anymore. We're not going to fund Trump prosecutions anymore. We're not going to fund censorship anymore. And some of that's in these appropriation bills. But unless you leverage these shutdown fights and these manufactured deadlines to get those 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 reforms through, that's that's your only way you're going to get it done. And they've refused to do it, and they know that's how to get it done, but they don't want to do it, which suggests they don't consider it as important as we do. Well, I think that your your strategy uh, is very important. It is uh, it is one path, but I know one thing. This business of uh, taking handpicked successors and a, a succession that goes, let's see, uh, 2009, we start with Nancy Pelosi, uh, then we go to John Boehner, then we go to Paul Ryan, and then we go to, uh, what's his name, Kevin McCarthy. And now we were going to go to McCarthy, but now we're going to go to his handpicked successor because there is outrage in the conference. Uh, the American people right now have to be thinking, my God, we're lost. Are we lost? I think we have to recognize that our republic is tottering. I run hot and cold. Is it tottering or is it falling? Either way, we have to take emergency measures to protect our system of government and our constitution. And I don't see too many Republicans interested in doing that. And uh, 
that's why I kind of highlight these principles that people should be requested to follow, um, because otherwise we're going to have more of the same. I mean, if we have Speaker Jordan come in and he fully funds Biden for the next six months and, you know, Jack Smith gets all the money he wants to put Trump in jail, Biden gets all the money he wants to censor Americans and to uh, allow millions more to cross the border illegally, where is that? Are we better off or the same with the Speaker Jordan versus a Kevin McCarthy? I don't know. That's I, the question. I think that's a great question, and I think it's in part answered. Um, I think there's no question that that will happen under uh, Scalise. Uh, there's a reason for all these good rhinos, and that reason is, as you know, K Street, the lobbying uh, interests uh, in, in this country, uh, and uh, as well, uh, a, <laughs> an indifference uh, to uh, no matter what their lip service, their own constituents in the national interest. I mean, it is a frightening moment in American history. Uh, and I'm I'm not about being an optimist or a pessimist. I'm as pragmatic as I can possibly be. Uh, I think the I think there is no question right now that if we don't have uh, Jim Jordan decides he wants to endorse Scalise instead of fight for the speakership. If we have people who won't even fight for what they know is the right thing to do. Uh, and maybe not the most pleasant or desirable thing for that individual, but won't do it for the country. Where the hell are we, Tom? And I'm, I'm going to your answer will be our concluding thoughts today on this show. We always give our guests the uh, the last word, Tom. Your listeners have to remember they're not wind up toys that, you know, you can just presume are going to do the right thing and you can come in and check on them in two years. You've got to constantly be communicating with your members of Congress, your senators and frankly, your family and friends to get them to get involved as well. I mean, internal vigilance is the is the price of liberty here. And Judicial Watch will keep on doing what it does separately because we don't rely on those politicians. We always encourage them to do the right thing and press them to do the right thing. But we've got independent obligations as a civic organization and citizens have obligations as well to manage and ensure that self-government is operating well. Tom Fenton. President of Judicial Watch, and uh, a wise man as well as a great American. Thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tom Fitton, and thank you, everybody, for being with us. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show is Devin Nunes, the CEO of Trump Media and Technology and the former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Please join us for that tomorrow. Join us each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Be sure to check out LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America. America.